Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Have you been hearing the call to expand your spiritual gifts and step into your next level of conscious leadership? If you're a coach, healer, or a spiritual leader, you can learn more about Shaman School and growing your spiritual business on our website, HoltonHealingArts.com, or send me a DM at Holton Healing Arts. Have you had a goal or a project that you were working on and it didn't quite go as planned? And so you started to spin out into thoughts like, what did I do wrong? How could I have done it differently? What am I not seeing? What's the thing in me I haven't healed yet? Where am I blocking? I'm a very big fan of inner work and I'm a big fan of the importance of mindset and self-growth. But what I'm not a fan of is constantly worrying, analyzing, and trying to figure out what I did wrong. Constantly feeling like my external reality is not what I want um, or that it's there or that it's the way that it is because there's still something that's broken inside of me or someplace that I'm not whole. And if I could just fix that, then my reality would be a direct reflection. This is not the point of spiritual work. It's a concept that's definitely included in spiritual work. And it's a concept that you might find in uh, this kind of middle ground where we have mindset and manifesting and psychology and spiritual work all merging together. And while there's lots of really beautiful things that come out of this merging of these different areas of thought and growth, it's not the point of spiritual work. If you find yourself trying to break uh, to break patterns and you're constantly on this roller coaster of self-improvement to try to be better or do it better, um, it might actually be time instead of healing more, instead of going deeper, instead of trying harder, instead of looking further, instead of going deeper into the shadow, it actually might be time for radical self-acceptance and to lean into your patterns and who you are instead of away from them. Today, I want to talk about these two places because they're both important. The first place being your initial stage of awakening and your initial stage of healing work and self-growth, where it is really important to be able to see your patterns, how they've come into play, how they affect your daily life and start to change them. And there's a point where you get to put that down for a while. Yes, you're always going to be learning and growing and working on yourself, but you kind of move from that being the main focal point into this place of, again, leaning into your patterns and who you really are instead of trying to change that. And you can't bypass the first one. You you really still need to go through that place. But what I see in the work that I do and what I see in the coaching industry, one of the downsides of it is that a lot of us get stuck in that place and where spiritual work is different from the mindset and the coaching work is 
in spiritual work, we're moving back into this place of the community, into the whole, and not everything is so focused on the self and nor is everything focused on like you being the center of how things are the way they are. So I want to walk you through a couple of ways that this might look in your life and, and how I've gone through this in a few different patterns and areas in my life. So you can see, you know, how to move from one place to the other, what that looks like and start to get a sense of when, you know, it's time to sort of let go of that chokehold you might have on trying to change your patterns and be different. And when it's time to really blossom into who you are and into the spiritual mystical realms of who you are. So one of the places that I will start with is, is, is being a rebel. Um, so I'll say as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers are, I was definitely a natural rebel. And there's a place where, again, as a young person, that's really important that you give yourself that opportunity to test the edges and not just buy into conventions without questioning it, right? But there was a problem. So as I moved out of the teenage years, I still really held on to that rebellious nature and it became unconscious to me. This is sort of like it became a place where I was moving from rebellion as a wound instead of rebellion as a conscious being. And so what that looked like is continuing to be the rebel meant that I was rejecting anything conventional just for the sake of it, whether I truly wanted to reject it or not. Um, and I found myself in this place where, um, you know, I rejected mar marketing conventions, um, anything that seemed like consumerism, the establishment, colonialism, everything that looked like this like old paradigm, anything that made me feel trapped, anything that seemed small or, you know, like part of our like unfavorable earthly ways, any part of society that I viewed as being backwards, right? I had this really extreme judgment on. And that also bled into people as well. Anybody that represented that, I had this automatic judgment of them, automatic rejection of them. And, you know, really moved with reaction against the system and the people that represented that system. But because I was moving from the wounded version of the rebel, what that looked like is I was actually just creating the separation for myself. I wasn't actually doing anything to them. I was harming myself in the process. And I was pushing uh, away from where life wanted to lead me. Um, and what that also did is all of the places where I wanted to really make changes or I wanted to see things be different in the world, instead of being a leader there and helping to walk people over from one side of the bridge to the other, uh, it basically looked like me standing on one side of the bridge, just screaming at them. <laughs> and why would anybody want to come over to my side of the bridge if all I'm doing is basically yelling at them, you know? And so I needed to find a way to both for myself so that I could really find connection again. And so I could grow again. I needed to find a way instead of wanting to, for everything else to be different, to be able to meet it and to show them how to be different. So I had to heal that huge part of me that rejected all of the conventions you know, uh, the way that looked in business is actually learning some of the marketing tools, actually learning and leaning into technology 
um, and starting to dissolve some of the beliefs that I had about what they were and how they were bad. And really this was, you know, uh, and I understand this because it's not that I don't think that things need to change in a lot of different industries. It's that that rebellious part of me actually wanted to bypass all of this and to believe that there was a way I could kind of like skip all of this. And if you've been on a healing journey, if you've been on an awakening journey, you know that the way to grow, the way to overcome your fear is to do the thing that you least want to do. Uh, once I learned it, once I learned that, um, I was able to actually heal my fear of all of these conventions that I rejected for a long time. And it really, not only did it help me grow, but it helped my business grow. And it helps me now impact a lot more people and in a way that actually feels clean and in alignment with me. I had to go through that period so I could actually choose a new way. And now I get to help people heal this too so they can share their own spiritual teachings and their own mystical self. And there's so many people out there and you might be one of them that knows that you have these this deep wisdom in you, that you have this beautiful life experience and that you have a seeing about how the world can be better or should be better but you might feel trapped in this box where nobody understands you or nobody cares, right? And so what that can cause, again, if you're moving from that wounded version is to reject it all when actually it's time to go into that. So that means healing that pattern. And so what that did is propel me on my healing journey to heal this pattern of rebellion in me, to change this pattern where I automatically rejected things, where I automatically moved from response instead of curiosity and, and where I would lean away instead of leaning in. But this is where you can get off track here. So that also was a really important journey for me to go through. It was important that I had a conscious awareness of when I was in that reaction mode, when I was doing the rebel thing just because and not necessarily because it was the best thing to do or because it was for my highest good right? Learning where I was doing it actually to sabotage myself and hold myself back and not let my business grow and flourish and where I was and where I could be doing it to actually bring my business forward. So in that process though, it can, it can be very easy to get stuck there. So you definitely want to become aware of these patterns of these things that you do to hold yourself back, to block yourself, to keep yourself separated from from community. And if you try to stop the pattern altogether, you're going to get really frustrated and you're going to end up spinning your wheels going around and around, trying to cut a part of you out that is actually supposed to be there. So once I was able to go through all of that inner journey and the work of identifying that pattern, see where I was moving, um, you know, unconsciously with it, to a place where I actually was conscious of what I was doing, and then I could include it. So now I get to use my rebellious nature to support me instead of harm me and harm others. And I get to include it in part of who I am, part of what makes me different, part of what makes me uh, unique. And I get to include that rebellious part in my business to help actually change some things. But if, again, if I was caught up in that and trapped in the inner work, I might be trapped in this place where anytime that I saw that I wanted to stray from the pack or do something different, 
or um, speak out against something that I was trying to actually shush myself, that I was actually trying to like keep that rebellious nature down because that was my old pattern and isn't that old pattern bad, right? So once you get through that awareness, once you start to realize when you're doing it at a, not for your benefit and when you're doing it for your benefit, you get to start to include it again. And there's definitely times that I still have that gut reaction where I'm like, no, that's bad without actually being curious, without actually learn- leaning into it, without having the real exploration on whether that's bad or not. Um, but I also know that it's okay. It's okay because it's not the goal to cut it out entirely. It's not the goal to never do it again. The goal is to do it consciously. Another example where I've moved through this in my life and where I've seen a lot of people move through this, where I've been able to help a lot of people through shaman school with this is with um, empathy and spiritual gifts, right? And so if you've been a, a naturally empathic person and you can feel other people's feelings and you can like tune into the collective field and feel things that are outside of just who you are as an individual, um, it can lead to being overwhelmed a lot. It can lead to lots of people pleasing. It can lead to not standing up for yourself, taking advantage of. It can lead to feeling like you are having trouble making decisions based on what you actually want and always basing them off of the group or what you think other people want, which again, that's not really healthy for you at all. And it's definitely not healthy for your business. It's hard to actually really make a strong business if you're creating things that are either in reaction to people or you're trying to give people what you think they want instead of what you actually want. Um, And so I went through, again, a long period of really diving into this pattern in me where I would basically abandon myself or leave my body to tune into other people and other things so that I could try to make decisions that would keep me safe, right? And so I had to go through a long period of really watching that pattern in me, correcting it when it happened, noticing when I'm feeling other people's feelings and calling myself back to myself, right? And also in that process, I had this, I started to develop this shame. I started to develop the shame around basically invading others. Like if I, if you have spiritual gifts, you might hear what other people are feeling, uh, thinking or, or feel what other people are feeling or see things for other people that they can't see for themselves, right? And there's a place where this is uh, a wounded act. There's a place where this is a way to avoid your own inner work. There's a place where um, doing this pushes your feelings of safety or your responsibility to give yourself safety onto other people. And in that way, you either kind of become this victim to other people or you become you get in this place where you might just get so frustrated because all you can see is how other people need to change or be fixed, right? And so I had all of this shame about that I did it. And every time I would pick up on something from someone else, especially if I didn't have like a very clear invitation, I would go into this shame. Oh man, I'm doing the bad thing again. I'm in that pattern again. And there's still something I haven't healed here. There's still something I'm afraid of. And again, uh, this part of the journey is so important to go through. You've got to be able to see when you're doing this so you can consciously choose if it's actually 
the right move to do it or not. You actually, you need to be able to see when you're doing this. So you can tell that you're even doing this. A lot of us walk around um, in that, that state all the time where we're actually just feeling everybody but ourselves and it's not healthy, right? And we can't change it if we don't see it. So that means you do need to go through this period where you're watching it, where you might be um, you know, like disciplining yourself or trying to catch yourself doing the bad thing. And then there's a place where this is also one of your gifts, right? This is also, you've been given the gift of seeing for a reason. And when you are in a situation where there is agreement with the other people, they actually do want to hear what I see. They want to hear what you see. They want to hear the, the senses you have, the hits you get intuitively, right? And so again, if I was unaware of this, I might be walking around all the time feeling frustrated with everybody and overwhelmed, but I was actually able to catch it, see what was happening, go through this period of healing the wounded version of why I do this and step into the conscious version of why I do this and then be able to actually embody that as a gift. The last place that I want to talk about where I've gone through this personally, again, to help you see like how important that healing journey is, how important um, watching your patterns and, and trying to correct them, how important that is, and also when it's time to let it go. So... <clears throat> I have a lot of shapeshifter energy, right? Uh, shapeshifter meaning that um, I'm very fluid, that I can sort of dissolve myself and turn into something else. And there's a place where it's a gift, especially in the work that I do in being able to work with the spirit realm and being able to work with people and help them create the life they want, help them heal, help them grow their gifts. And there's also a place where that can look like in the wounded version, that kind of shapeshifter tendency can look like I'm always changing, but I'm always changing because I don't feel safe. Right. And I'm changing because if I can keep moving all the time and never be still, then nothing bad can happen to me. And if I can keep focusing on other things and other people and checking, you know, intuitively checking other systems, then I don't have to be focused on myself. And if I was to focus on myself, that would be scary, right? And so here again, I started to I started to watch this pattern and same thing. I kind of went into a shame journey with it where it was like, oh no, I'm doing the thing again. Here I am changing again. And you know, I'm not supposed to be, I'm supposed to be like one thing and really know what my one thing is and really know this like hard, true hard sense of my essence and be able to be defined. You know, I need definition. The fact that I'm not defined means that I still have wounds. And it went, I went into a maddening spiral of kind of trying to find who I am and what this is and punishing myself anytime I would change, anytime I would change my mind or I would be unclear. Anytime that uh, I did merge different things together that maybe should be separate or more clearly defined. I found myself in this place where I was constantly trying to change myself, to be better. And it was so important for me to see this pattern, to see when I actually am invading other people's space, when I'm not honoring other people's boundaries, when I am constantly moving because it feels unsafe to be still. 
I wouldn't be able to have grown and been whole if I hadn't gone through that, you know, really close introspective period where I watched this pattern like a hawk. And then I realized that that wasn't really going to work for me anymore. I realized that me trying to change myself was actually just another version of me constantly needing to change. And I realized that same place here, what I was doing is basically trying to cut out a lot of what actually made me who I really am. And then I get to actually embrace all of these different parts of me, embrace that who I am is multidimensional, that who I am is interested in a million different things, that who I am is all different kinds of things and different kinds of styles and different kinds of interests, that who I am can't be defined into one crystal clear thing, that that is not my nature and it's not supposed to be my nature. And now that I'm conscious of it, I can actually move from this place and show other people how to embrace this side of them too and how to use it for not just your own benefit, but to help the great community as well. And so in these patterns, you might find yourself in the same place. You might find yourself working on your self-love. You might find yourself working on your communication. You might find yourself working on, you know, on um, your rebellion. You might find yourself working on trying to be more open and vulnerable. And there's a place where we tip the scales. There's a place where if you keep going further and further and further into it, you're actually just going to keep creating more shame. And actually you're almost going to like go around the circle and come out the other side where your pattern has gone the other direction, where you're holding yourself back, but just in a different way now, where you're filtering, but just in a different way now, in the opposite way than you were before. And that's not the goal of healing work. The goal of healing work isn't to change who you are. The goal of healing work is to find some peace with who you are and move from that conscious place instead of from the wounded place. When you are in the wounded place with your patterns, this is what creates more wounds, right? Um, you know, when I when I'm rebelling just for, for the sake of rebellion, then I might be casting judgment on people and actually, you know, sending harm to them unintentionally, but that's what's happening, right? I'm judging them, I'm hurting them. Um, when I'm uh, unaware of my empathy and how I'm feeling for other people, I might actually be taking them their feelings from them. And then they can't feel their own feelings. And then they're confused too. When I'm constantly changing and shape-shifting and dissolving and <laughs> moving, I uh, don't have the time and space to be in myself, to let myself really grow as I am for who I am. When I'm in the place of constantly monitoring other people, I might be out from the wound that would look like, you know, invading their space and not even realizing it. Or letting other people invade my space and not realize that I need more space and I need boundaries. But when I'm in the conscious version, I still get to include this part of me. And the part of you, the conscious version of that pattern is actually what you're here for. When you're doing it from the distortion and from your wounds, it is going to create negative effects. 
if not for yourself, for other people. When you're in the conscious version, you're fulfilling your function in society. And we all have different roles and functions. You know, some of us are meant to be artists. Some of us are meant to teach structure and organization. Some of us are meant to be part of the system and hold some stability there. Some of us are meant to uh, challenge boundaries and challenge beliefs. But we have to do it from the conscious version. And the way through that is through your own inner work, through your own exploration of where you might be repeating these patterns and that you're not aware of and starting to monitor them and, and sort of catch them when they come up. But where you actually grow it into the conscious version is when you catch them instead of trying to punish yourself or shame yourself or never let it happen again to continue to do them except from this conscious version where you do know yourself, where you're choosing this because it's the right thing to do, where you're embracing this part of who you are that you wanted to run away from, that you wanted to ignore, that caused it to be a wound that you couldn't see in the first place, that caused it to be a pattern that you couldn't see in the first place. And instead of pushing it away, you get to hold it close to you and let it merge with yourself and integrate with yourself and be part of what makes you unique and part of what makes changes in the world, part of what helps us actually restore the balance again. Because balance doesn't come from us all being the same. And balance doesn't come from never doing your pattern again. Balance comes when we all are aware of where that wound comes from. When we're moving from the wound and when we're not. So again, if you have been on your healing journey for a while, if you've been on your awakening journey for a while, maybe you've been working in the healing or coaching industry and you see how connected your business is to your inner world. If you find yourself trying to break these patterns or constantly on that roller coaster of self-improvement and trying to catch yourself never getting it wrong, if you're finding yourself frustrated that the world isn't the way you want it to be yet and you feel like it's your fault, it might be time for you to move into radical self-acceptance again and to lean into those patterns and to embrace them as who you are. And of course, if you are moving through your healing journey or you are helping other people move through their own healing journey, we can dive deeper into these patterns and how to help people move through them through shaman school if you've already done a lot of your inner work and you're out offering your own work in the world and you're ready for that next step, I'm offering a new program. It's called Earth Embodiment. And this is where we're actually going to be leaning into these patterns more, dismantling anything left in you that might be, that might come from society, any beliefs that might actually be from your family or society and not yours, where we're going to be connecting you deeper to your true self opening up the pathway so you can speak what you actually see without that shame or punishment and bring something totally new, totally you, and totally needed into the world. Feel free to send me a message if you're interested. I'm happy to share more about it with you there. Thank you for joining me today. This is Spirit Bird. See you soon. 
Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business, and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. I wanted to share a little bit about intention. I had a question that came up from from a student, and I wanted to share some of the information with you all here as well. So the question was really around when that opportunity comes to set an intention, feeling kind of blank, feeling like you don't really know what your intention is. And this is especially common for a lot of us who have lived most of our lives kind of accommodating others or making our choices based on what other people think and feel or what we think will be best for other people instead of actually just checking in for ourselves and what we want. I know it's kind of an edgy place for some of us, especially because it starts to bring in all of these thoughts and ways we've been taught about being, you know, but that thinking about yourself is like inherently selfish and you shouldn't do it. And of course we want to reverse some of that. There is an extreme where you can go too far, right? But actually when you can really be in touch with what, who you are and what you need and what you want, this is how the earth dreams through us. And this also is a way that we can actually help restore balance for our communities. And so if you're finding that it's challenging to really like land on something. Um, This is an opportunity and an opening for you to start creating space around like what you really want to ask for. And, um, and also of course, intention is going to be kind of like when we make an intention, whether it's for, for us in our lives, whether it's for a, a healing session we're doing, whether it's for a journey or working with plant medicine, what that does is it creates basically like a structure or a map for the medicine to work and for life to start basically collaborating with you on this thing that you're asking for. And then I want to add one more piece. If you're pretty good with intentions and you know the power of that and how that works, what can happen here, especially if you're like into manifesting, you can get into this kind of tricky space where you feel like you're asking for what you want, but then you're not getting it. And then it's frustrating or it's taking too long, or you're wondering if it's working This brings in like doubt. It brings in sometimes like a fight with life. And so another tool that I really love to use is turning my intention really into a question. So instead of saying, you know, that I want this, I ask this question of life, what would it be like to experience this thing? And then instead of life giving me the answer, it's going to rearrange things so that I can have the experience of the thing that I've been wanting. And in this way, we open up a lot more space for possibilities and we let life kind of bring it to us instead of trying to like demand a thing. So I just wanted to share that because those are really, really helpful tools, especially since we're on the like some of the foundational, really powerful things that we can use in our practice and in our lives. I hope you all have a great weekend. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading with Spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.